Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Redmen TV. My name is Dan Club. I'm joined for this one by Spavo to my right and Jamie to my left. We have just watched Liverpool conquer West Ham United 2-1 at the London Stadium, and we're here to give you some player ratings from that very match. So let's get right into it. Without further ado, I'm going to come to Sparrow first to give me Alisson's player rating before we go down the line and we do the whole team and indeed the subs before we wrap up. So, yeah. You said off air, nice quiet night for Alisson, apart from picking the ball out of his net. What are we going to rate him? I'd give him a seven, and what gets him the seven, rather than the standard six, is his clearance when he's come out, and he's, we, we all said it in this unit at the time, but he looks like he's going, he looks like he's not going to get it, He's caught, he catches the player, something, but really controlled. Like He didn't even just hoof it away, took the ball down, played it out, really good. So solid performance, solid seven, easy. Yeah, I think that's fair. Relatively quiet night, actually, for us, which I suppose is a positive from our performance point of view. Even the goal that went in against him, it was a deflection. There's not a huge amount yeah. he can do about it. It's not a mistake on his part. Yeah. He didn't do anything wrong at all. He did everything Alisson always does. Commands his box. He's, he's a big presence. Kept the back four stable, solid. Nothing, nothing wrong, really. Not a foot wrong. No, I agree. There's a few big blocks in there as well because it felt like West Ham did have opportunities in our final third. But like you say, defensively, we were actually pretty solid. A few things we sort of cleared, managed to sort of get behind for a corner. There was that one moment when Mikel Antonio like, was about to tap it in. Virgil van Dijk just gets there ahead of him. So, yeah, I think we actually did protect Allison quite well tonight, which you can't say for the whole of the season. Certainly not on the road. Um, we'll come to our right-back, in inverted commas, yeah. then, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um we spoke on the previous show, Jamie, about his role and the fact he wasn't really a right-back, but if you had to rate him tonight, what would you give his performance? I'm going to give him... See, this is never controversial, this show, is it? It no, can be. Uh, no, no, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm going to... Should I give him a 7.5 or a 7? I'm going to give him a 7. I'm going to give him a 7. Or maybe a 7.5. I'm open to 0.5, mate. I'm very open I, to 0.5. 7.2? Not open to point twos. No, okay. Yeah, Uh, we'll give him a 7.5. We've won away from home. Let's be generous. Come on, let's be... um, Yeah, I I, I didn't think he was outstanding, but I thought he did a lot, a lot well. Um, A lot of his his work running back, a lot of good recoveries. Um, I thought for their goal... It might. I'm not pointing fingers at him, but I think it might just be a. You've got to have a weakness somewhere. He was in 
central midfield and then the ball gets ferried out to the left hand side and he's kind of scampering back and there's a one two and shock you know decent shot goes in I'm not pointing fingers at him but yeah good 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 overall display some good passing mm. 7.5 he's getting the thing with the goal is I suppose is it does come from that side obviously like you say but Trent does get back a lot of times well during the match. I thought there's one moment, especially where it looked like West Ham were in essentially. I think the ball goes out to Ben Rama and Trent manages to sort of cut it out. And that was really, I think we all praised him sat in here. But you're right, I suppose we're more likely to concede from his side when he's not there half the time, which was always the case. But now, especially, like we're, we're gonna have problems down there. It's how we learn to cover for that when with him in his new role, I suppose. Um, that leaves me with Joel Matip, of course, which is a pleasure because he was named man the match by BT gets the winning goal shuts me up by the fact that I wasn't really sure about him starting I thought we'd go Joe Gomez because of the pace issue but Matip was absolutely brilliant he was he's outstanding his header is I tweeted it was like a traction engine that would have took the net off with it if it was slightly looser bullet header gets free terrible marking from West Ham it's got to be said it was atrocious but yeah I think Given that we haven't seen him for a few weeks, really, certainly from the start, and given how Boss Canati's been, we've all been singing his praises, and rightfully so, there was a lot of sort of, oh, I don't know about Matip, and we're all guilty of it. But he comes in, he produces that performance alongside Van Dyke, and he was absolutely outstanding. Didn't put a foot wrong, like I say, so... I'd probably give Matip a nine, and I'd be tempted to push it up slightly. We do concede. What? The fuck? what? Push it up? Yeah. Only a point five. We're getting the cameraman cheer for the, yeah. from only to a point five. We're not tenning anyone, by the way. It wasn't a ten night. I thought he was brilliant. Genuinely, I thought he was brilliant. And my major caveat for that is the fact that I was so unsure about him playing the game. I really was. I just wasn't convinced by his role whatsoever. I was worried about him getting across because. Canati is a physical monster, isn't he? Part of his injuries, he's a monster. And even he has said he's not sure if he can keep covering for Trent because he's only human. And then we want Joel Matip to go and do it. And later on, Joel Matip is the one who denies Jared Bowen that chance to get across and he actually gets hurt in the process. And that's a glorious chance for West Ham. So, yeah, I'm, I'm nine. I feel free to shut me down like we already have, but I'm I'm happy with nine. I'll give you the nine, but I wouldn't give you the point five okay. uh, simply because yeah, it wasn't that type of performance from okay. the whole team. No, the, the, the nine I completely agree with. I was I was thinking eight point five. The goal gives him a nine. He's, but, got, uh, he's got the winner, by the way. Yeah, yeah, well, no, no, definitely. That, that that's why he gets his nine. Right. He's, yeah. he's definitely the best performance on the pitch for us. Yeah, by by a not by a country mile because Curtis has had yeah. a very good game as well. But yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll let you have nine. Go on. I'll let you have nine. I appreciate it. The, the host is allowed nine to pound. I really. I thought you were going ten. Oh no, I'm not going ten. I'm not. I'm not nuts. Um, anyway, we'll move on to a centre half partner, Virgil Van Dijk. Sparrow, you this one? Uh, not a, not a defining performance from Virgil, shall we say? Um, oh, there was a couple of shaky moments, mm-hmm. like. Out of the back four, he's the worst of the back four today. Mm-hmm. There was the one moment where he gave it away very badly just outside our penalty area. I can't give him more than a standard six. Okay. He didn't make too many mistakes. Like There was no obvious errors. He definitely should have done better for the disallowed goal 100%. for Bowen. Yeah. It's... Actually, remembering that now, yeah, I'll, I'll knock him. I'll knock him down a little bit. I'll, I'll go five point five for Virgil today. It's not a good day for Virgil. Woo-hoo. He, he was. Oh, he wants the mic back. Huh? Oh, he was the weak link. I, I'm sorry to say it, but oh. he was. He was the weak link today, Virgil. 
Um, and I don't like it. I don't like disparaging Virgil because no. he's been a phenomenon since he's come to us. But today was an off day for him, I think. I, I find it hard to disagree with that, to be oh. honest, I must admit. I find it difficult to disagree because you're right, and I, the disallowed goal is what's in my mind. Obviously, you shouldn't really sort of base a rating on it because nothing comes of it because it's disallowed. But it's terrible defending. It's so passive. He has to go and deal with that. We said out here, like, it's almost as if he expects people to be so frightened of his aura that they're not going to do anything. And players are just doing stuff That's now. It. Bowen looks at it and goes, are you all going to stand there? Well, I'm just going to score then. And yeah. it's it's really atrocious defending, quite frankly. It shouldn't, it shouldn't happen. And we get away with it. We just get away with it in that case. Like, it's a good line, and to be fair, he's part of that line. That's why he's offside, so we should praise him for that. But when there's a lad of Jared Bowen's quality, eight or nine yards on his favoured left foot from our goal, Virgil has to engage. He just has to engage, doesn't he? Yeah, and it, it was the same thing with the whole, this Virgil, Virgil van Dijk defending by aura thing has been going on all season. Yeah. Um, and it was the same thing for the goal that did count. He didn't close down the man. He stood there, arms behind his back, and he's just—he's—he's he's, almost—he's almost inviting the player to shoot mm. because he thinks the player's scared to scared to shoot, and it doesn't work that way for Virgil anymore. It did before his injury. Mm. When he's come back, it's not worked that way for him anymore. Mm. He needs to go back to not the defender he was before he joined us, but that—he's a huge physical presence. He's an enormous man. He doesn't use it anymore. He doesn't like to engage. Doesn't like to make contact with the with with forwards. Which is fine when it works, mm. but it's not. No. Not this season. Hey, it might work next season again, but this season it's not. Yeah. The old English adage, get stuck in. Yeah. Put a foot in. Exactly that. He needs to start sniffing out fires, snuffing out fires. He needs to start actually dealing with situations, not just allowing him to play out and see where we end up because it could cost us. It nearly cost us tonight. Thankfully, it didn't. 5.5, Virgil van Dijk in a win. Wowzer. Andy Robertson, quiet night for Andy Robertson, really, wasn't it? Not much to it. He was well. He was on. He was on a two after his after his first corner, which which not only not only did it not beat the first man, it went out of play before not beating the first man. So, yeah, um, I thought he was. Yeah, I, not, no nothing. No glaring errors. I thought he was decent. Good bit of interplay on the left. I liked when. Um, Diaz came on, there was him, Jones, Diaz, bit of, you know, sucking people out of position, a few little tidy little uh, passing exchanges. Yeah, I'd probably give him, I'd give him a six and a half. Okay. He did have a shot on target, though. That wasn't a shot, by the way. That's one. Oh, one, yeah. one, one <laughs> that is a cross. Yeah, someone said the words in here. Yeah, someone said the words in there. Oh, that's quite a lot. He's meant that. He's not meant that. He's got that cross <laughs> horrendously wrong. We know that. No, we got we know that because had he been shooting, he would have missed the target. This is Andy Robertson we're talking about. This is Robertson. He's not going to hit the target with a shot. Is it um, just like when I play golf and I know I'm slicing it, so I aim further left? Possibly. So yeah. yeah. Like, so you think if I try and find Salah, but I actually want to score here, that's what you're thinking now, mate. I mean, they guess the assist, the actual delivery for Matip's goal is really good yeah. and that's something we do criticise Robertson for because that's one of the things we say Simicas is better at corners than him and he still might be but credit to Robertson that delivery is brilliant but overall pretty quiet night did his job nothing outstanding a lot of West Ham's attacks came through Ben Rahm on the other side so didn't have loads to do in defensive sense but yeah fine Andy Robertson yeah. um, Fabinho I was actually really impressed with Fabinho yeah. tonight I thought he was good like, a lot of the stuff that we heralded Fabinho for that 
interceptions, sniffing out danger, tackling. I thought he did a lot better tonight, actually, to be honest with you. I really do. And his use of the ball was there as well. He had that one shot when I think it was you, Jay, said, go on, hit it, and then he hits it horrendously. And then we all no, we all tried to work out when he actually last scored. And I think it might have been the Man City game, to yeah, be honest. Well, yeah. Yeah. From, from range, yeah, from range. Sorry. He scored penalties and a couple yeah. of other, I think a Cardiff goal as well. But yeah, I think a good night for Fabinho. And a, a night that suggests that maybe he can get back to somewhere near his best for us. So I'd probably go, what did you give Robertson? 6.5. So I think that's a seven. I'd probably go, I'd probably go seven for Fabinho for the same reason. I think he was quietly decent tonight, went about his business. Um, yeah, good. Next, we've got Jordan Henderson, Sparrow. This is an interesting one. Yeah, um, it was a very standard Jordan Henderson performance, if a little anonymous for me. He just kind of, he did exactly the job he was told to do, but there was no more than that. It was, it ticked over. He protected the right-hand side very well. Mm-hmm. He did what Henderson's been known for doing in previous seasons with protecting Trent's right-hand side. Yeah. and Because we needed that tonight, mm-hmm. obviously with Matip and our doubts we had about Matip at the yeah. back. He's done exactly what he's been told to do. He hasn't put a foot wrong. And considering how much football he's played in the last couple of weeks, he's, he's played about every minute for the last three or four, whatever, how many games it is. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's no surprise that he came off early, wasn't yeah, it? Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, it was either he came off early tonight or he didn't start because we're going to need him for Tottenham at the weekend. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to have him there. Um, I'd give him a solid 7, maybe 7.5 even. He certainly didn't do anything wrong. He said there's absolutely nothing wrong. Uh, 
And he got uh, about as well. He got forwards to help Salah out. So I'm going to have. Well, Twitter wouldn't like that. Let me tell you, having been on it all night, Twitter were not as convinced as Jordan Henderson's performance as you That's are. That's why I'm not on Twitter. Now. That's <laughs> fair enough, mate. Yeah. And I cannot blame you for that. No, I, I love Twitter. Um, it's an interesting one because I, I actually agree with all of your points. If anything, though, I think his use of the ball was a little bit laboured at times. I think he probably... All the things people criticise Henderson for, I actually do think we're on display a little bit tonight. That taking too many touches, not quite moving us forward quickly enough. I actually think what he was doing poorly on one side, his opposite number in terms of Curtis Jones was doing really well on the other. And that's a fascinating sort of balance. I mean, Curtis Jones was getting it and being really progressive and doing it quickly, whereas Henderson was just a little bit slow in all of that. And his his action was the right one, but it almost came like that millisecond too late. And by the time it was coming, West Ham, and in particular Declan Rice, by the way, who I'd like to mention at this point, was outstanding for West Ham tonight, was getting back in position and nicking it and maybe not quite allowing our potential attacking situation to develop the way it should. But listen, it's your rating. I'm not going to I'm not gonna overrule <laughs> anything. Um Speaking of a man I was speaking about quite a lot there, and it's not Declan Rice, although I'll say it again, he was brilliant tonight. I wonder, I did wonder actually whether a lot of Liverpool fans who've been a bit disparaging about Declan Rice saying, I don't want anything to do with him this summer, matter what to that. First half especially and gone, eh, actually he's not that bad, you know, he'll do a job. Uh, anyway, Curtis Jones, one of the standout performances I think tonight. Yeah, I thought he was really good. Um, neat on the ball. There were a few times where... He got a he, he got a he got it off the keeper or off the centre backs. He had someone right up his ass, and he just doesn't panic. He lays it off, yeah. or he's 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 capable of taking a touch. He's got someone there right behind him, and he's like, "I'm all right. Yeah, I know you're there." You know, like he doesn't he doesn't panic on the ball. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, got some moves going on the left hand side. You know, travel through midfield well. Um, yeah, not not really much negative to say about him. Um, I've been really impressed with him in the last few weeks. Gonna give him an eight point five. Like that, yeah, I like that. That's good. Uh, I'm absolutely fine with that. Yeah, I thought he was brilliant, and he grew in confidence as well, isn't it? I think he's growing in confidence week in week out, but tonight he grew in confidence. You could tell he was playing well. I said the other week he's got this arrogance and this swagger about him, which has kind of been sort of developed by the fact he was just better than everyone else throughout the age groups. He just ran shows in the academy games. And it's almost like he came onto the scene, burst onto the scene, actually, in the derby, gets a few goals, the Ajax one, the Brentford one, and you can see there's this just confident, cocky lad there. But that's kind of been knocked out of him by injuries and not playing. But now, all of a sudden, he's playing a lot more again. You think, oh, I recognise this kid. This is the kid with the swagger. This is the kid who doesn't mind trying to flick in a tight space. And he's not afraid to sort of get things wrong, but he isn't getting things wrong at the minute so great shout um, that leaves us with myself am I on me yeah am I on me let's go me I'm going to Mo Salah I wasn't playing no. although had I have been playing it would have been a really bad rating um, Mo Salah this was a difficult night for Mo Salah for me I'm going to be quite critical it's interesting that we've been quite critical of Virgil van Dijk and Mohamed Salah like two of our star players um, but it didn't happen for him I thought his decision making was poor at times he was desperate to get a goal which he so often is it's Mohamed Salah but it almost came to the detriment of others around him a couple of moments whereby he takes a shot on and it's just too crowded like there's like four or five West Ham players in the round him. he's never going to score from that situation and I think there's potentially better passes on and I think 
stuff just didn't stick. There was one moment later on we had a counter-attack and you think, this is us, especially against West Ham, here we go. And he doesn't get his touch right, he goes behind him. Just a, a frustrating night. I think Salah would probably admit that himself, to be honest. So, listen, didn't do anything bad, didn't do anything wrong, no glaring errors. I'd give him like a 6.5, just an okay performance from Salah personally, nothing to write home about. He'll have better nights. Um, we'll come on to, we'll go Diogo Jota. What did you make of Jota's performance? An interesting one because we so often say that if he's not scoring goals, he's not influencing football matches. He has a couple of chances, neither of them go in. What did you make of him? It was a solid performance from him. It certainly wasn't bad. Um, But as we said in the studio earlier tonight, he's at his absolute best when he's between the posts. Yeah. And as, as good as he is coming in from the left, I don't think it was his night doing that tonight. He, he looked a little bit leggy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked a little bit. He looked a little bit tired. So maybe it's just because he's obviously coming back from a long injury and he's been four or five starts in a row. Yeah. It looks like it might be time for him to come on as a sub for a couple of games or something like that. But it, as again, nothing wrong. He he took. He tried to take his chances. He didn't. He did like he didn't make any mistakes. No. Um. But again, it just seemed like, apart from the goals that went in, it wasn't really bouncing properly for our strikers today. It was a little bit, the bounces weren't quite right, the, touch, the touches, the passes were wrong. Yeah, yeah. One just little bits and bobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No no mistakes, but no inspiration. No. That, that's it. So, yeah, I think I'd go with a 6.5 as well. Just a, just a fairly standard performance. Yeah. Not, nothing really to write home about, to be honest. No, again, I think that's fair enough. He snatched at a couple of chances, I'd say, and he's not quite, even though he gets his goals recently, he still feels to me, based on tonight's performance, like a player who's striving for his very clinical best because he has that one volley chance and you think Jota at his peak smashes that in. He shins it and it goes wide. It's one of them things. But yeah, decent enough, offered a little bit, but still not quite at it, I think I'd have to say. Um, Jamie, I'm going to give you the absolute privilege of speaking about my favourite footballer in the world. Cody Gakpo, we, again, I referenced it on the earlier show, made some incredible noises whenever Gakpo basically did anything. Um, but rightly so, because he was outstanding, wasn't he? Yeah, I think first half performance was one of his best for the club, I think. Um, just constantly he, he coming short, not wasting them. There was one where he came short and I thought, oh, he's just going to play that back into midfield. But he turns... Spins, gets his body in the way. Then he's off then. Then he's got Mo on his outside. Um, he had Josser on the other side. Very very seldom wastes the ball. There was only one occasion, I think, when the Salah was on the overlap. He slightly overhit it. Um, I actually, while the ball was in midair for his goal, I was about to say, that's the wrong option there. Kicking the ball is in the goal. I'm is a bit of football advice for you. Kicking the ball in the goal is never the wrong option. So it's it's you know that, right, right. as as the great Sir Walter Winterbottom used to say. Yeah, Sir Alf Ramsey always used to say that. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what I was saying now. Very well done. I, I think he maybe his second half. I wouldn't say faded, but he wasn't as yeah, yeah. crucial. He, he wasn't as in the game as much. What am I going to give him? I think, oh, am I going to give him a nine? You want, a, you want a nine, don't you? I would settle for an 8.5. As much as I think he's brilliant, I, I, I agree with you second half. I give him an 8.76. That's an outrageous. And, uh, and I'll give him a nine. Go on, I'll give him a nine for you, Dan. <laughs> there we go. 
Cheers, mate. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, you know what? You're right about the second half. And I get carried away because it's Cody Gakbo because I am. I just think he's brilliant. And I can just see how much he offers. And I'm so excited about the prospect of, like I said earlier, full preseason, learning the system. I think he's going to be absolutely crucial. Of course, yeah. If it's ever battle for Ramsey or some sort of prof- <laughs> profound football wisdom, be my guest. Um, after the first maybe two or three games, I thought with him, and I, thought, I don't actually know what he offered. I what saw him little neat touches. And now, and, and I've been a big Nunes fan since he came in. When Nunes came on, the, the the contrast between them. Now I'm thinking, come first game of the season, next season, how's Nunes going to get into this side? Or you know, well, are we going to have to change the formation route? Yeah. Anyway, that, yeah. It's an interesting point, mate. It is. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very interesting point because I think Gakpo suits us more, doesn't he? Oh, the cameraman. I, I just wanted. I just wanted to talk about Cody Gakpo as well. To be honest yeah, with you, because uh, he's boss and everybody wants to talk about him. I'll tell you why your rating is wrong. Because when you see a ten out of ten performance from Cody Gakpo, you'll look back at this nine and think that was like a seven for him. I I, I just think his level's so much higher than what we're seeing now. But you're seeing everything about him. You see that first touch. It's what gets me hard for him, isn't it? The way he just he just he just controls it and he's he's off and he's there. So I think that right now for what he's doing your rating's probably right but when we see him next season or in a year or two's time you might think fucking hell I mean that's a 10 out of 10 performance or a 9 out of 10 performance from Cody Gakpo these are just the starting steps of Cody Gakpo at Liverpool let's swap back I had to talk about it no it's fine that was absolutely seamless as well from us so I must say <laughs> yeah you know you, you, are, you are absolutely right because it's just, that's what's so exciting about it. It's just the prospect of what could be, because I don't think we're even scratching the surface with him. I really don't. This is a kid come in, like I said earlier, playing out of position. He's always been a left winger at PSV and for Holland a little bit as well. And we've gone, do you know what? I think you can do that. And he's just excelling at it already. It's so, so exciting. Let's rattle through some substitutes. Um, Luis Diaz. I want to talk about Luis Diaz, because he's obviously back in the side. Shows off some skills, Sparrow. Rate him if you want, but let's just say how nice it is to have him back. I won't bother with the rating. He wasn't on long enough for exactly. me, really. But West Ham looked terrified of him. Yeah. He just he got the ball and all the players went, nope, not interested in that. Took half a step back and shielded him and just didn't want anything to do with him yeah. because the speed he moves his feet is just unreal. It's like watching the roadrunner. It really is. He just he, the, the speed he moves his feet and he moves the ball and he was coming in across the penalty area he wants and I was like, he loves doing this. Yeah, I was expecting him yeah, to have yeah, a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves it. Yeah. I think he would have done that he had the chance to be Oh, able yeah. To they, they, they put about, I think there's about 14 West Ham players in front of the <laughs> ball at the time. They just they, they didn't want anything to do with it. It's um, it's great to see him back on the pitch. Yeah. And I can't wait to see him, Gakpo and Salah playing together seamlessly after the full pre-season. Mm. It's going to be game-changing. It really is. 100%. And on that point as well, I think it's fascinating how that attacking lineup of, of Quintet now with five lads sort of line up next season because there's so many options there. But I think we've already said, I think Diaz is pretty much a shoo-in when he's fully fit up and firing. Mohamed Salah, obviously a shoo-in, fully fit up and firing. Cody Gakpo. It could be Cody Gakpo. It really could. He's got it. And it's an, Darwin Nunes is such, a, such an X-factor football, like chance magnet, yeah. all the cliches you can come up with. But... I don't know if he offers enough right now to be starting games of football for us, not at our very best, whereas Cody Gakpo, I think he does. I think he offers everything. So, fascinating one for next season. Um, yeah, anyway, that'll be all we've got time for. I just want to say, Thiago came on, fine. Nearly gave away a penalty, a little bit dodgy. Darwin Nunes came on, um, ran a bit, 
quite yeah. quick and stuff. Yeah, it never really happened for him, did it when he I came on? The ball a bit at times. Yeah, not convinced. There was, um, well, I mean, there, there was a there was a loud expletive came from this room while uh, these guys were doing the watch along yeah. at one point. It wasn't from me, I might add, from yeah. Darwin, yeah. Just a bit concerned about him. At the, he's obviously had this little sort of coded message from Klopp in the press, hasn't he? And, yeah. you know, from someone who had his kind of marauding best, you're like, how do you stop this fella? We've just not been seeing that for a few weeks and I want him to get back to that as soon as possible. Do you know what? That's a very really good point as well, actually. I just want to say before we do wrap up is we both said, and I said in the in unsaid to the match builder before, his best performance in Liverpool shirt, I think, has come against West Ham at Anfield because he was at his marauding best. They actually couldn't live with him. They couldn't handle him. He scores the goal, gets a brilliant winner, hits the post in that game and almost gets a couple more. And he looked like he was going to be unstoppable. But it feels like, for whatever reason, he's just taking a little bit of a step back in his development, his Liverpool career. I don't know what it is. Maybe it is Gakpo coming in and sort of stealing his thunder a little bit, if you like. I still think Darwin Nunes is going to be phenomenal for everything I've said about Gakpo being so good. I think Darwin Nunes has a huge role to play, but I just think he needs to find his niche again. And whenever that is, I don't think he quite has worked it out because I think he actually struggles with instructions as well. It's like a, a best, a poorly kept secret by this, but I think everyone knows he doesn't quite take on tactics that well. And when he's got a track back, he doesn't quite know what to do and stuff. But listen, I think we've got an immense talent on our hands. He just needs honing still. And it hasn't quite happened just yet. Um, and also James Milner came on right at the death to see out the game. Of course he did. Um, and speaking about seeing our games, I'm going to see out this show. Uh, that'll be all for the player ratings. We've all done it. Paul is currently doing it, I believe. So make sure you check out how he thought the Reds got on. Plus all Chloe's reactions from the ground, of course. Fine a word in the morning plus all the other boss stuff you always get from us at Redmen. until the next time I will see you again soon thanks for listening if you want even more boss content and podcasts just like this go over to redmenplus.com and sign up now small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.